I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Episode 188, Yodis B. With me tonight is Stu. Hello, Newman. Hello, B. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. So this is a cool guys podcast, but that's that's when it's just us two and the other two aren't around. I think it's the cool guys. I hope you like untrammeled liberalism, everybody. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> After We're gonna... our resounding defeat in the polls in November, you're going to love this episode, guys. We are going to go name by name of the upcoming cabinet members and just complain about each one for 25, 30 minutes. Does that sound fair to you? I think we do that and then do a two-hour harangue on universal basic income. Sure. God, I love that. I love the idea. I love this show, all of it. Uh, No, uh, we're not going to do that. We're actually just going to talk for a few minutes and get the hell out of here. We're going to do a little bit of sports lightning round. Uh, Spoiler alert, everything still sucks. And then I want to talk to you about uh, music, the Grammys specifically. The nominations just came out this week. And then a little bit of dad life at the end um, if we have some time. So with that said, let's light this candle. Um, I have no thoughts on the Vikings anymore. I think we've been saying the same thing now for basically all season. Well, they've been kind of a thin margin team in general all season except the first part they were on the good side and now they've been on the bad side and the story hasn't really changed everybody's injured everybody's hurt the head coach is almost blind at this point um <laughs> i uh i listened to barrero for a few seconds this week when he was interviewing mike zimmer and mm-hmm. barrero was in a good way but saying you know a lot of fans are are concerned about your eye. I mean, do you really need to be coaching right now? And and Barrera wasn't saying he was. He was just saying, you know, this is the fans' perspective. And Zimmer was nice about his response of, you know, I've gone through all the precautions and the tests, but you could just tell he was, like, on a conference call. So he he put his phone on speaker so he could do, like, the double jerk-off motion to both hands while answering the question, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because... I just can't imagine how much patience it takes to have fans. It's essentially just like mansplaining, fansplaining, but like to a coach. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Hey, you know, you did, did you know that you need to be careful with your eye? And did you know this is just a one game coach? Were you aware that? And he's a he's a good sport about it, which is surprising that he hasn't gone off the deep end for how much of a grump he usually seems like. Uh, it's been. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if you've caught wind of any fans just just really just wringing their hands. Oh, my God, is he going to be okay? Just don't go overboard, Zim. Yeah, I, I haven't really heard any fans uh, being too upset about that. They're too busy just being furious about, you know, the offensive line or worrying about if Harrison Smith is out for the year. Um, I do think... Uh, that we're, Zimmer seems to be really missing a golden opportunity to wear an eye patch on the sideline. <laughs> because uh, the greatest character in Days of Our Lives history was was Patch, so named because he wore a patch. And uh, ergo, this would make Zimmer the greatest head coach in Vikings history if we follow the Days of Our Lives rule. Which so we do. I think, uh, which we absolutely do here on the sport. If... Um, See, I, I guess, I, mean, I you have to remember that in the preseason the fans got angry at the media for asking questions about things because they didn't want to put Zimmer in the awkward position of having to answer them because mm-hmm. they love Zimmer so goddamn much. Oh. So I guess it would, it, I guess it wouldn't surprise me if there's a cert, that same like sector of the fan base. Uh, uh, we, we'll call them the Swamp Towns. Um, sure, sure. Since he's yeah. not here. <laughs> um, it would be a little like, hey, you know, guys, yeah, you could just uh, maybe just, you know, you don't have to go to Jacksonville, of all things. Just hang out here. Let let Prefer and uh, whoever's coaching the offense these days take care of things. It's Jacksonville. You're probably going to win. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, nothing's, you know, should be taken for granted for the Vikings. But uh, the, the the Jaguars are 2-10. and ten. And uh, they're they're bad. Yeah, there's a very low chance that Zimmer is going to be the difference between winning or losing against Jacksonville. Like, if you're going to lose to Jacksonville, you are just going to lose to Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, their defense, I don't know if you have your uh, DVOA pulled up. Uh, Stuart, I do. I of course I do. <laughs> um, I know that Jacksonville actually has a fairly stout defense. I want to say they like have a top three pass defense. And obviously it doesn't matter how bad your run defense is against the Vikings, so... Yeah, um, if you yeah, think immaterial. The Vikings, yeah, if you think the Vikings are going to get untracked this weekend, you're probably you're probably in for a Vikings win, but you're probably in for like a 19 to 16 like Kai Forbath uh, extravaganza. If I had to guess how that that's uh, out. remarkably astute, Stu. Um, well, thank you, thank you very much. The Jacksonville Jaguars are. 29th in offense and 10th in defense. And this is not overall yards. I don't use those stats. You know I gots to get my analytics on. Damn so right. this is the football outsiders thing. So this it's essentially about efficiency. So 29th in offense, 10th in defense, and the Vikings are 25th in offense and 6th in defense. So Jacksonville's just like JV Vikings. Like they're the same exact yeah. team but a little bit worse in both in both directions. So um the the uh line in Vegas is minus three and the over under is thirty nine. So Vegas is predicting a twenty one to eighteen score essentially. And you said nine or what did you say, nineteen sixteen? So sixteen, yeah. Incredible. Just that's amazing that you just uh pulled that out that way. So that's almost exactly the way that the odds would say it's gonna fall. Now obviously it's the NFL, so it's probably gonna be like, you know, forty nine, forty two or something, so I would what love we one know, of those but... games. I would absolutely love that. It would just be so less annoying. It would be fun, 
You know, I just these Vikings games, especially, obviously, they're it's less fun to watch them lose, but these have been just been so tense and unnerving and also boring as shit. It's weird, and it's just, tense and boring. Yes, I know. Yeah, and that's not that's not anything you like. So I just uh, I would actually like a forty-five to forty-one point fast Bradford and and Bork Bladels uh, just trading. You know, uh, you know, deep. You know, spirals. It would be it would be fun. So I fun. Don't foresee that. I don't foresee that happening. It is unlikely. It's uh, it's very yeah. likely. Um, Blake Bortles has. I want to say just some sort of insane streak of giving up uh, pick sixes so i think if you're in, if you like those like 85 yard uh xavier Rhodes uh returns you're gonna you're gonna get one of those you're definitely gonna get one of those this week yeah he i think i read that he has more pick sixes in his career than wins that is so hard to do it's hard to do it's I don't even know if it's possible, but it's one of those stats where I was like, that feels close enough for me to just believe it just because I want yeah. to believe it. I don't need to, uh, you know, it, with all the fake news these days, who knows anymore? <laughs> Print the shitty legend. I think yeah. is the, uh, that is the newsroom dictum for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so I think the the coward's way out of this season, and I'm a coward. Um, is that is to just blame it all on injuries? Now that doesn't really that kind of flies in the face of the uh, the old school next man up mentality of no excuses ever, you know, which yeah. is really testing the metal of the fans, I suppose, this year who have that old school mentality of like I would never, I can't ever blame an injury that's not allowed, knowing that like twenty guys are on IR right now. You know, or like yeah. the coach is blind in one eye, quarterback, running back, <laughs> left tackle, next left tackle, other left tackle, six other mm-hmm. offensive linemen, and all the way down the line. Yeah. Do you think that even the rubes that that hate giving excuses at some point are going to be like, I mean, it's they're all injured. That's the story of the season now. Do you think they're ever going to get to that point? I think... Yes, I think even I mean the the one thing is that the offensive line was bad to begin with, and now it's just catastrophically bad. Just because even the bad guys that were hurt uh, showed that the lack of depth behind the bad guys who are bad already is bad. <laughs> bad. Hence, more bad. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's I think uh, that's the uh, that's where the path will divide. I think will be the people who say you know what that's just this is just historic run of injuries and it, mostly on the offensive side i mean it hasn't like been balanced out and i mean unless you know if smith really is done for the season that's like the first i mean i guess give or take sheree floyd and god only knows you know what that's all about uh that it's just been so lopsided and just decimated one side of the football that it made it impossible for them to compete at an nfl level after like five or six games um i think uh some people will say, yeah, it's just, you know, that's just the way the game, the way the ball bounces. And others will say, well, get a better offensive line, get better depth, draft better. And then, you know, when something like this happens, you'll at least have some bare minimum of competence to help you out. But uh, you didn't even have competence to start with. Your starting point was bad. And now you're, I mean, God only knows what you would call this offensive line right now. Super fun, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it was like fingers crossed. These guys just everything breaks our way, and they're just merely pretty bad. 
Mm-hmm. Like that was the ceiling. Yeah. Let's hope for pretty was, bad. Yeah, the ceiling. But basically, it was like you know Peyton Manning for Denver last year. You hoped uh, they would just limp across the finish line while your defense got you to a title. And I mean, it worked for Denver, and it just isn't going to work. I mean, unless you foresee some sort of four-game run here and then a, a playoff run to go with it, I really don't think you're going to see a repeat of that for the Vikings. Well, the yeah, I mean, it's I haven't looked up. Let me see if I can look this up real quick. Um, 538.com um, does uh, does an NFL predictions thing where they predict the percentage of getting into the playoffs. Obviously, Minnesota for most of the year was like 99 percent. They are now, according to 538, 28 um, percent chance to make the playoffs. That's really not that bad considering where they are right now. It's I was going to guess it would be about 10, so that's that is surprising to me. Um Detroit is at 90, so they're almost for sure in. And then there I guess it just must be some sort of between Minnesota, Green Bay, a bunch of other teams as well for the oh um Tampa Bay, there's a few other teams in the mix, Washington, for a second wild card, I suppose. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just I've I've sort of felt like they were completely out of it no matter what for the past couple of weeks. So but they gotta go ten and six. I mean it'd be crazy to yeah. think you know, so well, Which you can't awesome. win them all it's, if you don't start yeah. now. Exactly. Yeah. Let's play <laughs> yeah. sorry. Let's do sorry. a three quarters of the way through the season, bros and turds. <laughs> okay. Uh man. Well, turds is the, I guess, hmm. <laughs> you can't, you have to give it to one person, I guess. Uh, if you can do it to an off field man, you give it to Spielman, don't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Spielman's, in, Spielman's responsible for the offensive line. So I will give it to Rick. And you know, since I was mean to Clarence already once, I should do something nice and agree with him that it's uh, Spielman is the turd for the three quarter poll here. So let's just play this out in the future. You you made fun of Clarence about let's say six minutes ago. Yes. In these six minutes between then and now, you with uh, with an olive branch, how many times do you think he's tweeted you and is? Just kind of look into uh, the future. Are you already in the future dealing with angry tweets from Clarence? I bet he's given, you know, I bet he's four or five at replies already. That's probably, yeah, I, I was, yeah. Real funny, motherfucker. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of those. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Maybe a couple yeah. just ats with no characters at all. <laughs> no, just no char- to, yeah, exactly. Scares so, the living uh, daylights out of you. Yeah. So he'll compare me unfavorably to the Met Council or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the turd Spielman. I mean, I can't really give it. I mean, those. I mean, the turds are all offensive linemen. I mean, you know, Clemens is playing out of position and getting killed every third play. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I just yeah, it's Spielman. Yourself? I think so. That seems to make sense to me. And there's really nobody else you can blame for the offensive line. I mean, North Turner got the hell out of town. He was like, yeah. <laughs> "Fuck this, I'm yeah. out." <laughs> You can't uh, expect uh, Tony Soprano to do any miracle work. I mean, it is weird how much 
Yeah, I, they just seem like they were they've been worse, but again, it's probably all injuries. So yeah, I mean, Norv's entire offensive philosophy is based on a vertical passing game, which you know, you, in order to have a vertical passing game, you have to have a quarterback who has time to get the ball, you know, down the field for the receivers who get open on those longer pass plays. And uh, guess what, the Vikings' offensive line can't do besides run block, which they also can't do. Yeah. <laughs> they can't. <laughs> they can't pass block. So it's just, yeah, it's feeling. Another guy who I is frustrating to watch, and again, I feel like I say this disclaimer every single episode, but I watch way less than everybody else, so I could be totally wrong. But I feel like Jarek McKinnon sucks too. Um, I know that he's small, and so people are like, well, you can't run in between the tackles. But every time I see him make any play, He's talented enough to to do something right, but he just doesn't seem to have any vision to get more yards, and it looks like he should be able to get on a screen pass or a pitch or whatever. He's kind of frustrating to watch. I haven't seen him make hardly any impressive plays, and you expect that out of a running back to have something, but I don't know. And then Ronnie Hillman showed up for three carries, and they're just like, bounce, dude. You suck. You're bad. See you later. Yeah. It's been very weird, so... Uh, how about a bro? Do you got a bro? Um, I think my bro is, uh, boy, let me consider this here. Cordero Patterson. Is mm, my bro. That's my bro too. I actually wrote Cause, it down. Cause yeah, he just, I mean, the expectations were so low and he's probably going to go to the pro bowl as a special teams player, both returning and defense. And he's actually turned into semi reliable receiver. And, uh, it just was so unexpected. It stands out that he was basically a first round flop and one of the, another strike against Spielman. And now he's, you know, a legit player. So that's, that's my bro. And I am going to oversimplify and decide that this is now a strike against Turner who never really used how to, how to use him. And he seems to be getting more involved now. So that's probably completely wrong, but I don't really feel like thinking about it any more than I've already done. So I've decided that's yeah. on Turner as well. So uh, he's okay. also my bro. I love corduroy pantsuit. Yeah. He is. He is a good. He's a good man. And I mean, you know, you could pick like any number of like defensive bros just because I mean, except, you know, for the last few weeks where they've shown had a couple of long drives. I mean, the Lions haven't pretty much figured out, but uh, it's still... A really, I mean, like, what'd you say, DVOA? There are six, six in football outsiders. I mean, that's 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 a that's a good ass defense, and there's a lot of really really good parts to it. Harrison Smith being one of them, and uh, but yeah, I, I still have to go with corduroy pantsuit up for a very weak offense. He has his star has shown bright, Brandon. Yeah, and the the defense, they're all, like, pretty good. There's no J.J. Yeah. Watt yeah. or something of, like, one guy carrying his defense to be yeah. amazing. I mean, yeah. that Daniil well, Hunter we, or whatever is... Yeah, yeah one like, week it'll be Daniil Hunter. The next week it'll be, like, Smith or uh, Xavier Rhodes. And, Barr, Kendricks. I mean, Barr, they're all pretty Kendricks. good. Yeah, they're yeah. all pretty... Yeah, they're, all, they're, they're all solid citizens, and... Uh, there's no one real bright spot. I mean, they're all they're just. I mean, they're really, really solid and good. That's like you said. Totes agree. So, give me you circling back to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Jaguars. Um, Jaguars. Uh, we're, they're not the Jaguars. Matt Vensel, even though you don't listen to this, or uh, Randy <laughs> Randy Shaver's uh, kid as a Gary Shaver. I can't remember. 
Ricky Gary's Jaguar. a huge fan. Gary's a huge fan. Yeah. yeah. He's a yeah. He he said Jaguars on the uh, six o'clock news tonight, and it's like Jesus Christ. It's Jaguars. It's not Jaguars. Nobody calls them the Jaguars. That's just, I prefer to do that. the Rushmore pronunciation of that one kid who's like Irish and calls it a Jaguar. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I'm, that's actually pretty good. I actually prefer that one to my own. What's your prediction for the for the score? Nineteen sixteen. I'm gonna. Oh, that is that. okay. You're gonna stick with nineteen sixteen. Yep. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say the Vikings win 24 to 16 somehow. So, Hey, we're at, right on with the 16. Yeah. yeah. And the 19, it's going to be four field goals and a captain Munnerlin interception return for a touchdown. God, it's really that specific is, prediction. Is, yes. I love that that happened. All right, let's move on. Okay. Oh no. What's the, what's I, the next sport? God damn it. I said let's move on kind of as if I was excited, but the next thing I have on my list is the Timberwolves. Whoa. And you know, it's a th- it's a hard thing to uh to for one thing at the start of the year be pretty excited, and it's not our fault. The fucking the smart people told us to be excited. So it's not our fault when everybody yes. said to be excited, we got excited. We listened to the smart people. To now have to try to recalibrate myself to being like, no, 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 no. They're not. They're bad. Just remember, you used to watch the Wolves for years and years and years with no expectations, just for the satisfaction of watching basketball. Remember, you're nuts, is what I'm ta- saying to myself. But I can't really get back there that easily without being super disappointed watching them. Because I I uh, looked at the schedule a week or so ago, and I, was, and I tweeted out real quick, but it, essentially it was like, they're probably going to be like 8 and 25 at some point because of this schedule and that's terrible, but you should just sort of mentally get ready for it. They're right now after losing tonight, I think they're six and 16, which is sort of on track to being there, but I'm still disappointed. It's, this is a weird mental illness. I think that I'm having of why I can't just say (laughs) they suck and they're young. Um, I think the main reason that I'm so bummed out about this year um, in particular is that Rubio has been so bad. I mean, that's my guy. He's been good for yeah. years, and now all of a sudden he gets a coach that I thought would, you know, they'd see eye to eye because they're both so defensive-oriented, and Rubio has just pissed it down his leg so far. So, And it doesn't look like there's anything wrong with him either besides just generally well, not being able well, to hit the broadside of a barn. And uh, he got dunked on so bad tonight by, was it DeMar DeRozan? Oh, I missed it. I was, uh, oh I was okay, on well, some kid duty. Go by the um, the. I saw three plays in the game, all on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the the Timberwolves actually won two to one in uh, plays that I saw on Twitter. Okay. Uh, there was a Carl a Carl Anthony Towns dunk and an Andrew Wiggins uh, sideline or baseline dunk. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a Demar Derozan uh, followed up a missed layup. And remember that uh, one. Uh, twins game when there was like that giant loud uh, uh, thunderclap and everyone freaked out and started running. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that at all? Yeah. That's pretty much what happened to Ricky. He was like <laughs> under the basket. He, he was about to jump up for the rebound and DeRozan just came flying over him and, and uh, jammed it home. And Rubio just like, he literally sunk down and put his hands over his head. It was not good. Wow. Yeah, so that's uh, that was it was pretty much a metaphor for uh, 
Rubio's season so far. And again, I only watched three three uh, plays all on Twitter. I have no idea how the rest of the game went. But looking at the score, uh, they were ahead in the first and second quarters. And, and in the, the third. second half went, yep, yeah, oh, really. And uh, yeah. then things happened that have happened all year. And it sounds like it was the defense was just god-awful bad because I also read a couple of Britt Robson tweets that the defense was god-awful bad. And if he says it's bad, it's bad. Yeah, I think the saving grace is that the the smart guys who, you know, I'm mad at, they made me look stupid, As but the smart guys say that the uh, defensive system, I'm talking out of my ass right now, by the way, but the defensive system components, movement, blah, blah, fucking blah, uh, that Tib, Tibbs has is complicated, so it takes a little mm-hmm. while to learn, so... I don't know if you want to call that a silver lining. It might mean that they're someday going to be good. They're not totally hopeless, but uh, I don't know. I just I sort can... of felt like Thibodeau is – it's sort of like Zimmer coming to a new team and having this wily old, not super talented, but very smart, like a Terrence Newman type. I, this is not a great analogy because I know he brought Newman <laughs> with him, but you'd think they'd be perfect for each other. Grumpy old defensive coach, uh, grumpy or like a just whatever defensive-minded player. These guys should be two peas, and uh, so that's what I thought the partnership between Tibbs and Rubio would be. But it's now it's or it's so far has seemed more of like a new defensive coach wants to install a four-three rather than a three-four, and then all of a sudden the linebacker, the nose tackle, or whatever. You know, this happens sometimes in football. We're like. That guy's great, but he's pretty useless on this team because that's not what he does. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to seem like it that's the case, which is it's obviously not something I saw coming, and it's mm-hmm. a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer yeah. for Poochie. Yeah, if I can quote uh, or uh, paraphrase uh, the uh, uh, terrific hip-hop band De La Soul, mm-hmm. um, fuck being hard, Thibodeau is complicated. <laughs> yes. So that's that's pretty much uh, what I got from your little from that one minute harangue there. Um, Thibodeau replacing Postanus in this uh, this uh, equation here. So nobody, I mean nobody listening to this podcast is going to get what I referenced just now. But unless you own the uh, album Three Feet High and Rising, in which case get at me on Twitter, um, just like with that Gilmore Girls thing. Maybe mm. maybe somebody will have heard of that song before. But anyway, you never know. Sorry. Didn't mean to meander there. I meandered totally. Sorry about that. Oh, you fucking meandered. Yeah, so I'm well, trying there, to like re. I mean, there's no Marthaler and there's no Swamp Town to like, you know, correct me and let me just be quiet for 10 minutes and go up and <laughs> right. get a beer, go to the bathroom, <laughs> yeah. check on the kids, grab a snack, see what's on TV, this and then come pretty... back 10 minutes later. This is hard for you. You're still here. This is you not still easy. have to... <laughs> I don't know. How, how do these people talk for a living? It's horrible. <laughs> Oh yeah! Welcome to my world. Just talking, Ugh. just just chatting. Just talking. So much, so many yak, words. Yak 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 yak. Ugh! It's the worst. Uh, so anyway, Wolves fans, I would just say hunker down. It's going to be a long winter. You're going to get like 24 wins, and uh, like the fifth pick that gets traded for some shitty veteran that Tibbs has decided he needs. That's that's the near future. <laughs> And you know what? It's not even that bad because Towns is going to be here for a while. Wiggins is going to be here yeah. for a while. Levine's going to be here for a while. It's just so – it's hard mid-season to completely 
change your expectations of a team and be like, yeah. you know, I mean, we, we've seen this before. We didn't really ever, we got halfway there with the twins where last year and then like what, whatever it was, maybe four or five years ago, we're like, oh, we'll probably win 80 ish games. And then at some point they're like three and 19 or something crazy where you're already like, wow, they're the season's over. It's done. But the only way that compares is if the twins immediately when that happened, traded away some vets and brought up all their young guys. And then you just had to change your, the reason you watched for the young guys. So the Mm -hmm. wolves are kind of like that of like, you just have to change why you're watching, but it's just, it's, it's harder than I expected it to be. Which is weird. I'm a Wolves fan. I should be expecting the worst. What is wrong with you? Should, you? you should be expecting pain, and that's really about it. Yeah, that's very true. All right, let's do another quick uh, lightning round about the Twins. Um, so they signed Jason Castro, which we, I think, had a sport of consensus. I that's a good move. It was good. Yeah, we liked that one. And then now today they got a new Rule 5 pitcher. They traded down essentially in the draft and picked up a – Picked up some some bucks, I think, but they got yeah, a pitcher. I, yeah, I think what happened was, and they drafted a guy, like with their pick, which was like, wow, they had the first, the first pick of the Rule Five draft. I think that's right. I also and, think that's right. And then they traded for a different player, um, and uh, in addition to that player, they got cash. And I think what happened was. Um, Levine and Falvey like were happy with their pick, and then somebody, I assume one of the pollets, said, "Hey, just so you know, you didn't get any cash with that pick, so you're gonna need to <laughs> trade that pick." To... Yeah, you're not allowed it's, to it's keep a, them. It, that, yeah, that's that's the rules. It's it's on the whiteboard. If you go look at the whiteboard in in the in the central meeting area, it's uh it says clearly if you make a trade, you must get cash with the trade. So they scrambled and made the best of a bad situation. I think that's what happened. They this is this is incredible though is they didn't just completely sell it for cash probably because that's no. against some sort of rules or something they they did they were required to take a human being back so yes. all we can report at this point is we got a human being so we got a human being and I th- I think I want to say I don't want to be super negative on this because I don't know shit about the player they got or anything at all or about the player they traded but if I read. Uh twins twitter correctly it is a pitcher who's got a fastball in the 88 to 92 range which is just you know that's that's twins baseball the only thing that i saw that too and i was immediately again i had to put my phone down so i could do the double jo motion um (laughs) the uh the only thing that made that that helped a little bit well there's two things number one i thought i saw a quote um that they may turn him into a reliever. And we've seen it happen a million times where a guy's a borderline starter and then he's a great reliever. I don't know what exactly they saw in this guy in particular to make him think that he could be a reliever, but hopefully that's at least something they're considering. Uh, He was like Wade Davis' roommate in college, and that's, you know, they said, oh, hey, for Wade, he worked for Heaney or Healy or whoever. Uh, our guy, uh, our guy, Glenn Perkins, our friend, a mm-hmm. close personal friend, uh, yes. was a, a kind of the same deal. He threw decently yeah. hard, had a good arm, but he never threw that hard. And then he was obviously lights out for a long time. Another guy, remember Liam Hendricks, mm-hmm. the the human being who looked like a cat. Um, 
went to the Blue Jays, I think it was. It was a great reliever all of a sudden instead of being a, an, an average starter. So, again, I don't know why you can make that case for every single borderline five starter as he could be a great reliever. But at least they mentioned it as being something they've – it seemed like they had thought about it in before they did something. And I think the the bar is so low right now for Twins management that when I saw evidence or even what I perceived potentially to be evidence of – thinking about something before you do it that's impressive to me i'll take that yes i agree um so my question to you is how much of a leash are you giving these guys uh these new the new young guys are you immediately skeptical these guys are morons or are you i trust them implicitly or somewhere where do you land on that spectrum I'm going to give them two seasons. Okay. Okay. I think you can kind of like see after two seasons, like a plan or lack of, or lack thereof being put in place. I think that's a fair, a fair leash to give them. I'm not going to freak out every time they make a transaction that I don't get or necessarily understand. Cause I'm an idiot too. So I, you know, I just yell on a podcast sometimes. So I will say I will give them two full seasons to pretty much do what they, you know, think is right. And we'll probably have a fairly good idea of where the organization is heading at the end of the 2018 season. I think that's fair. I think that's more than fair. I'm going to change my mind on a daily basis. (laughs) Depending on the explanations that they provide us, the lamestream media, and how closely that squares with my personal point of view. That's, I think, also fair. And I think uh, you should really get into political uh, punditry at this, <laughs> at this point with, with that attitude. Uh, well, for, for example... And this is the most extreme example uh, because I think he's somewhere right now like eating paste or something. But when Bill Smith traded Wilson Ramos for Matt Caps, he could have had the he could have been Greg Popovich for all I'm concerned. And once that trade was made, it was like, you're an idiot. I don't want you to be anywhere near this organization ever again. You've screwed us. I hate your guts. Uh Fire yourself. I'm trying to remember if anybody liked that trade. I mean, I know all the 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 a new wave of baseball thinkers. I mean, everyone just viscerally hated the trade. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> I mean, like, literally just, I, I, I recall Jonah Carey, like, wanted to declare war on Minnesota. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, Parker just, had to go home from work. Like, I, I'm sorry, I... <laughs> I can't deal with this. I, um, I really wonder if, um, like, the Suhans of the world, the guys who like to, you know, tease the people who are right about shit all the time, um, if they, um, like, had a, this is a good trade. It's like, this is a trade that, this is the move the Twins had to make. Like, uh, you know, they're they're dealing from a position of strength, and they're, you know, they need a guy who can close the close games for them. You got to give something wonder, up to I'm get something. I'm wondering if those columns exist, if those stories exist somewhere. I'd really, I mean, I would get it. Can we call like Lexus Nexus just right now? Sure. I think Wade works for him. Wade. <laughs> okay, Wade. Uh, to get wake up, Lou Nanny, and uh, call uh, call Lexus Nexus and see what we can do here. Because I really am curious if anybody at at the time that move was made was positive about it because i really i remember it just being just lambasted and almost immediately being proven to that take being proven correct yeah i know and that i that was obviously the most extreme example but jj hardy too remember that like how quickly everybody was like you guys are the biggest bunch of idiots on the planet so but when they explain, I, I just, I just will give them more leash when they explain their thought process of like, here's why we thought this guy was going to be a good, a good fit for the team, or what we might do with them, whatever. And you know, you don't expect him to give away the farm, but again, there's not a whole lot of secrets anyway. So I'm hoping they're going to be forthcoming with with the moves that they make. I also hope that they just make a shitload of moves. I just want them to do a bunch of crazy stuff yeah. just to see what happens. Yeah. And they also have to. They literally have to do that. They don't have any choice. Otherwise, they're going to be 59 and 103 again. They they have to. Yeah, exactly. So if we're recording this on uh, December 8th. How many days until B Doge is not on the is not on this roster anymore? Do you think it's coming? I think he'll be gone by Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I haven't been paying a ton of attention to, to any steam going on, but I just have to imagine he's. They know, and you know, it's one of those things. I feel like I've talked about it in the past, but every time a, a CEO comes on to an organization, they do something right away of like just to show, like I'm here, and I, you know, I mean business, whatever. This to me is like yeah. the easy CEO move of like we had to do it. It's all. It not only do they think it makes their team look good, but it's also a little political play of like. That's exactly how bare the cupboard is, is we had to trade this guy who's awesome just to kind of get back. You know, you hear this a lot with, um, like, college college coaches, college football, college basketball, whatever. They get here, and they immediately start spinning the media of, like, it's going to be a few years, guys. I uh, God bless these kids, but we have a real, real lack of talent on this squad right now. Who oh boy. Whoever was before me, yikes. I just remember, uh, was it, I think it was Kill, that Jerry Kill was right after Brewster, right? Yes. And Kill was right, but he, it, I remember just a lot of times he was just saying like, geez, there's, uh, I mean, yikes at this roster. Um, 
some of that's true. And again, some of it's just playing politics. So there might be a little bit of like, I got to come in here and, and make this trade for a, for a bunch of different reasons to show I'm going to be proactive and to show that how shitty this team is. So I'm all for it. I agree. It'd be fun to root for a team that has like really good pitchers. That'd Do you be, remember? God, I, I remember when they had Johan Santana. I went to baseball games purely to watch Johan. Like I, that was oh, it's so a, it's a Thursday. He's pitching. We gotta go watch him. That's that is so foreign to think about now that you'd be like, oh, is it in Alaska tonight? Oh, great! I'm gonna go in the opposite direction of Target Field as far away as I can. I'm gonna go sit in a field at in uh, Hamill. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go to Hamill. <laughs> Maybe Loretto, probably Hamill. You know, if I if I got a wild hair, I'll go to Corcoran. It's just. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm so sick. I'm so sick of watching bad pitching. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, all right, let's move on. Do you want to move on? We can move on. Let's move on. Uh, all right, the Grammys nominations came out. The Grammys are the best awards show. Is that is that correct? Uh, I think it's it's that or the Oscars. It's a low bar. I mean, they're all terrible. I'm just saying at least the Grammys has performances. Uh, The one thing, I mean, obviously Twitter is like just a garbage fire that's going to get us all killed uh, thanks to our president-elect. But Mm -hmm. um, uh, the one good thing it does is that basically everybody watches the award shows and just rips the shit out of people, and it's awesome. Feels so, kind of um, a universal it, thing. It's, it's bonding. A, it's, a, it's just a universal. What the fuck is this shit? I mean, can you imagine if we had had Twitter when Crash won, won the, oh, the Oscar? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been. It would have made it so good. It would have made it so so good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, I, I do. I do like the uh, social media element of watching awards shows, and I think, and usually the Grammys get decent acts they don't just get like you know whatever the flavor of the month is they actually have decent musical performances so i would give uh, as far as that goes the actual elements of the show i think it does surpass the oscars in that in that regard i agree okay so let's move on i want to ask your opinion on the album i only care about two awards album and song of the year so the album is Adele, Beyonce, Biebs, Drake, and then Sturgill Simpson, which is just things. the craziest thing in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have you heard all five? Which one? Of, which ones of these have you heard? I have heard three of the five albums in full because I have Spotify. <laughs> That's you know 2016 yeah, for you. I have I haven't heard Beyonce all of Beyonce because she's on title, and I haven't heard Drake because fuck Drake. Um, but um, I've heard Biebs and Adele and Sturgill, and I would give the nod to Sturgill. That's of those three, that's my favorite record. Uh, uh, the, Ad- the Adele's, I uh, just it's okay, but it's just it's just kind of safe and boring. And uh, Bieber's, it's, Bieber's got a lot of good sing- singles on that record. I'm I'm gonna get dragged for saying that probably, but um, it's just not. I don't think it's as good as it's not even as close to good as Sturgill Simpson's record. So. I will go with Sturgill, and um, with the caveat that I have not heard all of Beyonce's record. I've just heard the singles, and fuck Drake. That's a very good good breakdown. I'm kind of the same as you. I've heard bits and pieces of most all of them, except Beyonce, because I don't 
I'm not on title. I will not be. Mm-hmm. So that's sorry, Bay. Mm-hmm. B Bay Bay. I think it's Bay. It's it's Bay. Uh, I thought that Bieber's album was better than Adele's and Drake's. I like Drake a lot, but I just it didn't. I don't think the album was that good. Sturgill's was good, but it wasn't as good as the first one. But still better than the others. Yeah. Uh, okay, so song. So we agree. So yeah, we do. Cool. We agree. Uh, Sturgill, Biebs, Adele, question mark, question mark. <laughs> that's that's the best we can do for that. Okay, so formation by Beyonce. What are your thoughts on formation? This is or now we're on to the song of the year. Um, it is a very good song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Re- really like it. Yeah, has, that's a good one. Has that? I think that's, and I think it's a lead pipe cinch that it's going to win this in the actual award show it's going to win oh is it okay okay That's... i think so with that with all that uh the uh the video with the katrina stuff and all the black lives matter stuff i think it's kind of got that that like this is an important song cachet thing going. got some juice gonna help with it too. yeah exactly and it's i mean it's legitimately a really good song yep i agree it's a good one hello adele i don't know i feel like it's sort of got the i've heard it a billion times thing but it's so dramatic uh just so intense that I, not for me. Yeah, it's going to. I mean, it's going to be selling engagement rings for the rest of our natural lives on TV. So it's you know. It was almost like it, by the it, second it or third. It came out as standard. It came out of the. It just like with Uptown Funk, it came out basically as a standard, even though it was a brand new song. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to put it. There's a few songs where you heard them, the third by the third time you heard it, you're like, okay. Yeah, that's going to be in my life for the next 60 years. There's no no doubt about it. That's exactly one of them. Uh, Love Yourself by Biebs. I think that's a great song. I think it's the only thing that might beat Formation. And actually, of the five songs on this list, it is, I think, the best song. Yeah. And I realize I'm saying that about a Justin Bieber song. But, you know, drag me. Drag me. I'm, I'm allowing people to drag me about this. But it's the best of the five. One of the many principles we have on this on this podcast, I'm just going to say we all have it, this point of view, but it's actually, I think I was one who said it first, so please agree with me. Uh, love the art, hate the artist. Like, I don't give a shit what yeah. Bieber's like. I don't care. Right. Um, if he is a criminal, then lock him up, and that's fine. If he's exactly. a pain in the ass, don't pay attention to him. Uh, but this is a really good song, so... Um, yep. I've listened to it many, many, many times. Um, yes, I there's have, this, I have, two, I, yeah, I have two kids. I've heard it a million times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, the fourth song is I took a pill in Ibiza by Zach Posner or J- I, by, by, it's Mike, Posner. Mike Pos- Posner. Gotcha. Posner. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I've only heard this the one time I heard it when the, Nominations came out, and I'm not sure there's much to it at all. I'm very surprised at this. It sounds like what I imagine herpes to feel like. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like dollar uh, store Jason Mraz. It's like if Jason Mraz uh, was also brain damaged. It's and there's just there's it's it has no redeeming value at all. It's it's shit. If you like it, you should be ashamed of yourself. And you should go live in a forest. It's not even like catchy. It's like no, it's terrible. It's bad. It's Jason Mraz on like song. Vicodin or something, or just like just 
it's, blah. There's nothing. What is this doing in the Grammys? I mean, I don't really give a shit about the Grammys at all, but still, mm-hmm. a few standards would be fine. And then the last song is actually somehow even worse. Seven Years by Lucas Graham. Uh, oh my God. Just want to blow my fucking brains out every time I hear. This is like the Cars for Kids of songs of like this just... <laughs> poisonous earworm that won't leave uh that i did not invite in my head i accidentally hear four seconds and i uh, am inconsolable the rest of the day how how are these things being nominated it's um for my daughter's uh her last sixth grade choir concert they actually sang a version of this song because sixth graders really like this song Huh. And they had to, they had to take out the uh, smoking herb and those like lyrics from that, and it was it did not noticeably improve the song. It didn't actually make it worse because you know it's just such a bad song. And I actually had to if you if you think the song's bad, sit through like some atonal sixth graders singing the song. It's uh, you, you you'll you'll learn some things about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and about Frederick Nietzsche and John Paul Sartre, uh, there's it gets bleak in a hurry. So uh, yeah, I it's yeah I it is it is worse than the Posner song. And uh, if you like this song, you should be catapulted into a swamp. Stop listening. Stop listening to this podcast yes. and all future podcasts. Yes, sterilize yourself and um, go away. Yeah, I mean, like all podcasts, you're you're not allowed to listen to good stuff anymore. Okay, so that's our opinion. So formation and love yourself are good. Hello is what it is. And the other two uh, war crimes on our ears. Right. Okay. Um, Um, I did a little uh, research also for uh, the country uh, category, country song category. Ooh. All right. Because I had seen a, there was a news piece. Uh, um, Beyonce had submitted uh, her song Daddy Lessons um, as a nominee for the country song category, and it was rejected. Uh-huh. Um, however, I mean, she she also had uh, su- um, submitted her song uh, the Don't Hurt Yourself, the one she did with Jack White, and that actually got accepted and nominated for a Best Rock Song. And I've heard that song. It's very good. I That's like my favorite Jack White thing from the last couple of years. Hmm. And, uh, but, uh, this daddy lesson song, which he did, uh, at the CMAs with the Dixie chicks. And I assume they got booed because, <laughs> <laughs> because when you, when you write about George Bush, country fans don't forget that shit ever. So, um, the passion I, of country fans. God, I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so sick of those liberals making those cultural judgments though. Um, anyway. <laughs> That's that's neither here nor there. Anyway, um, um, I listened to the uh, five songs that were nominated for best song to see if they were all better than Daddy Listens. You're going to be surprised with what I found, Brandon. Uh huh. I'm sitting down. Um, okay. Um, here's the five songs. Um, one was like a Keith Urban song, and it honestly wasn't that bad. And I know Keith Urban's kind of a punchline because I think he's married to Nicole Kidman and he's Australian, which is. They're not really, that's not really the hard scrabble, uh, you know, uh, country roots type of yeah. move there. No, but it's c- not that bad, but it, so- it sounds more like 70s, like soft rock, like a 10 cc type of, yeah, it, it, it has yacht rock elements. Ooh, and it's all right. not that bad. It's actually, uh, it actually probably deserves to 
be in the pop category, but this is he's he's marketed as country, so it's actually like blue is blue ain't your color is the name of the song, and it's not that bad, but it's definitely not really country. Um, there's something uh, called My Church by Marin Morris, and it sounds like Taylor Swift, and mm-hmm. I, that's not a that's not a criticism coming from me, but it just sounds like Taylor Swift, and it's you know something that Tay Tay could have done in her sleep. So um, I'm kind of you know either or on that one. Okay. Um, there's a, le- a legitimately good uh, Miranda Lambert song called Vice. And that absolutely deserves to be there. I'm a Miranda Lambert apologist from way back. You can check the tapes. Um, yeah, true. On that. record. Yep. There's a ballad by Tim McGraw that I can't remember the name of because I already forgot it, but it wasn't. Uh, oh, sorry. Humble and Kind is what it was called. Mm. And wasn't that bad. Just a big old country ballad, you know, kind of, you know, and the thunder rolls and the lightning strikes type of situation. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that one of that, those things. But not mm. bad, you know, not bad. So I'm not going to. Uh, rip it too hard and then there's something by something called thomas rett who sounds like he should be finishing fourth in the heisman he's a receiver <laughs> at georgia yeah. um he's gonna he's gonna get drafted in the 15th uh, with a 15th pick by the los angeles rams and bomb out after three years his catch um, radius is incredible exactly his catch radius is incredible but he he's just just not he doesn't have the discipline to run his routes no. um it was it was and that is that uh supposition about um him being a heisman candidate is much more exciting than the actual song it was just basically it was like a country version of beaver's love yourself but whiter and worse if that's possible yeah so it's so daddy lessons was definitely qualified to be in that five i would maybe put it at number three among those five so okay so they didn't um they weren't being super racist they were just by being kind of kind of racist but, you know, huh. I don't know what the value. So I'll put that value judgment out there. It was much better than a couple of those songs. And a couple of their songs are actually pretty good. So I, I learned something by trying to test my, you know, initial snap judgment that they were just, you know, pissed off at Beyonce and the Dixie Chicks for no good reason other than their, you know, country music fans. So, well, you anyway, learned something. That was, That's that, amazing. That, that was that was me learning something about myself and other people. So I heard a song on the current, a country song uh been drinking whiskey like it's water mm-hmm. um put a hurting on the bottle have you heard this one yeah margo price she's very good i like her okay so is it okay so okay that was going to be my question for you is it okay that i think that's a pretty cool little country song that's a pretty yeah yeah she's really good i like her okay okay i've only heard like half of the song a few times but uh yeah pretty good yeah i'm a fan Okay, so now I want to, and you can pass on this if you want to. Instead of the Grammys, let's move on to the, let's call them the Numies. So do you have five albums this year that you would, it doesn't need to be five, but your favorite albums of the year, just real quick. What, what, are, your, what are yours? Give me 10 seconds here. I actually have pulled together a list. I'm just pulling up Spotify on my laptop right now. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's fine. Oh God. Let's see. What's what's the hold music for us here? Uh, how about I tell you mine? Yeah, please do, and I'll get this pulled up here. My favorite album this year was Kristen Control. Uh, oh, she, ex- and she's she used to be in the Dum Dum Girls, right? 
she used to be the Dum Dum Girls who are awesome. One of their songs is called Bedroom Eyes that I think is great. <clears throat> Just a little bit about me. My favorite genre of music is uh, indie pop with a somewhat electronic background uh, with a female vocalist. So electronic indie pop chick electronic indie pop. That's it. That's my that's, that's my favorite. Right that's all yeah. that I can I ever want to listen to is uh Robin and Fantagram and Churches and whatever. Like that's just my shit. Mm-hmm. Uh I like a bunch of other music too, but that's for sure my favorite. So anyway, Dumb Dumb Girls, uh Bedroom Eyes has kind of got that feel. And then Kristen Control, her album this year, um is so absolutely my jam. That was for sure my favorite album. Um, I would also put Lucius. Uh, I thought that was a great one. The new tribe called Quest is fucking awesome. Um, I, have to, I have not gotten to that one yet. I am going to listen to that before I submit an official list. It's one of those tonight, like. But there's like, a couple songs that are really good, but overall, it's kind of like a, um, such a good straight through album that you will listen to it like six times in a row and not realize it. Like there's just, you don't just, you don't turn it off. Um, the new childish Gambino, our friend, uh, weatherman Brickman, uh, yes. suggested that to good us. It's really it, good. Really, I really good. I've listened to Redbone about 30 times in the last 24 hours. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. That's a great one. And then my fifth would probably be Angel Olsen. That's a really good record. I really like her style. Yeah, yeah, super good. So um, I don't have Bon, Bon Iver or Grimes or Frank Ocean. I like those albums, but they didn't make my cut. So those are my five. Lu- Christian yeah, Control, Lucius, Tribe, Gambino, Angel. Okay, um, let's see. My top five, I definitely am going to put uh, the Car Seat Headrest record, Teens of Denial, mm-hmm. on there because it's just had so many uh, just bangers as far as songs go. And I realize how dumb that sounded just now, so let's <laughs> try to try to erase that. We'll edit that um, out. We'll edit that right out in post. <laughs> they have a great song out right now called "Drunk Drivers Killer Whales," and it's so it good. Does, does the trick for me hard? Um, next is a uh, Drive By Truckers American Band. It's just a fantastic record, and it's like their sixteenth record, and it's very rare for a band this deep into their career to put out something this consistently good and it just owns and it's a southern band trying to sort of speak to the political situation in our country but without being all pedantic about it and actually writing good songs about it and that's really hard to do and they did it really well um let's see number let's see that was two Mm -hmm. um oh god this is so hard i hate i hate hard things oh um this is for clarence actually um the um oh what is it called uh the family tradition or southern family album by the producer david cobb he did a like basically it's a a mixtape of like uh, artists and bands he's worked with like jason isbell and uh chris stapleton and that whole like group of you know southern alt country guys and guys who are rescuing country essentially basically the people who are actually writing and they're writing songs and just being sort of great so i really like that record and that actually came on recommendation from one clarence swamp town he actually made me go listen to it so um i'm putting that one there i'm putting stir i will put sturgill there i really do think it's one of the best records of the year so let's put him at four 
And then let's slide uh, Lydia Loveless in there at five. She actually opened for the Drive-By Truckers when I saw them at First Avenue. Uh, Singer-songwriter um, from Columbus, Ohio. Go Buckeyes. Um, and I just really just think she's great and just a, another really good batch of songs from her. So let's go with that as a top five for people to listen to and make their new favorite thing. Amazing. And then are you going to do your top 10 current songs or have you done it already? I, I have not done that yet. Um, I will. I just, I'm still trying to get the album thing figured out and then I'll do the, I've got a, about 25 singles that I would have to narrow down to 10. Uh, I think we should also, as I was looking through the current um, top songs, I did mine today. Um, and I'm going to try to put it together, a Spotify playlist for nobody just just for nobody just put it out in the ether Mm -hmm. and then no one's Mm -hmm. gonna pay attention i for some reason enjoy doing those sort of things Uh, i want to point out uh, i didn't think about it until i was reading through all the song submissions how good of a year this was for some of the worst songs ever i don't know if you realize this we already talked about seven years but again Mm -hmm. just need to point out how horrible horrible that song is it's really bad uh floridada by animal collective have you heard that one yeah holy shit like i don't even like saying the word because it's in my head again and now i'm mad um a band i actually really like hand clap by fits in the tantrums Mm -hmm. so bad that yeah that's annoying as hell um when the tequila runs out by dawes <laughs> sounds like a satire of folk rock one of it the sounds... really good things about twitter uh in the last couple of months is whenever the current plays that song and people just yelling at current the current playlist on the twitter beautiful account, which just which just lists the songs are playing <laughs> not a human at, yeah people yelling at it not just a human being getting angry at it it's an unmonitored account and exactly. I probably Just, have done it myself. God damn it, Current. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it, Machine. Uh, and then there was another song at, earlier this year called Disappointing. Um, and I forget who sings it, but anybody oh, who's heard the um, song. It's a, uh, oh gosh. John something, kind of a basic name. John yeah, uh, Phillips John or. John Paul Grant. John Paul Grant. Something John like Grant. that. John Grant. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It's, I mean, not good is for sure the nicest thing I've heard um, said about that song. John Grant, disappointing, featuring Tracy Thorne. Um, Tracy Thorne's really good. She's like from um, Everything But The Girls. She's got a hell of a voice, and she's been on a lot of good songs, but that's, that is not one of those songs. Yeah, so I just wanted to, oh boy. You wanted to throw, make, make sure make sure you got one more shot to the solar plexus of that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just a good. It's it's an incredible year for some truly terrible songs because usually I I just don't remember this many awful songs coming from one year. So uh, so that's that. Okay, uh, we only have a few minutes left. I wanted to ask a quick dad life question before we got out of here. Um, okay. So, uh, my kids, my boys are five and two. And I guess my question for you is when does playtime suck less 
like what ages does it is it not awful to have to play with your kids have to like pay attention and play with them um let's go with third grade roughly third grade third grade because they are starting to get their own personality and able to do things for themselves a little more and don't necessarily just want you to like jump up and down dad jump up and down dad jump up and down dad do it again dad do it again they've actually got their own you know sense of self and entertaining themselves and still want to hang out with you and i think that's i mean again it's i'm so old and it's been so long but um i think roughly like that you know eight-year-old nine-year-old range they get a little more uh it's just a little it's a, it's a little more entertaining for the adult in the room let's put it that way so I'm trying to determine if the phase of life that I'm in right now if um if it's universal or if maybe I am less into kids than other people are or my kids are more annoying than other kids although I feel like they're just average kids but anyway we get home I I pick up Jones uh Danielle picks up uh Fitz the younger one and uh, she's home a little bit earlier than me. I get home just about six o'clock on the dot almost every single night. And we eat quick. And then essentially like 6.15 to eight o'clock or whatever is like no screens. It's this is playtime. We have to do. We're just not going to watch movies. We have to play. But they're not old enough where I can just be like, entertain yourselves. Go downstairs. We have a playroom. Just go in there and just don't die. That's my only requirement for right now. <laughs> I can't do that. So I have to play with them. Yeah. And honestly, I love my kids. Um, and parenthood has been a better thing than I ever imagined it could be. But 615 to 8 o'clock is basically the worst part of my day almost every single day. There are times when it's fun. And randomly, like the boys will, if, especially if it's nice weather, we go outside and all of a sudden both of them want to just like try to try to hit. We'll play baseball or something. And then it's super fun. And we'll go to the park and they're well behaved. But for the most part, it's like, hey, uh, dad, can we do Legos? Like, sure. And they just are like throwing Legos at each other. And they're asking <laughs> me to play. Hey, can you play Lego guy? And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I'll just watch you. And they go, no, no, no. And they start freaking out and screaming at me. So, okay, fine. So I'll be, I'll do Legos. He's like, all right, you be this guy. And then I have to like, Hey, I'm this guy. And then, you know, the older one will be like, no, that's not how to do it. Fuck. And you know, like there's screen, you know, and it's like, there are rules that I don't know about that don't exist yet because they only are in his head and he's yelling. And all of a sudden he stops and is like down in a different room playing a different thing. And I'm now all of a sudden I'm just following the older one around and, I'm, he's a little emperor and it's just it's just not fun so i was just hoping that it gets better at some point i mean obviously it gets better at some point but <sighs> no it's you need you needed to talk about it because it's it's hurting you right now yeah it's just a hard thing because again like i love being a dad but it's just a bummer to oh, yeah. be like oh fuck playtime Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. I do not want to play with you. Like the worst part of my day every day. I mean, I love sitting around with them and watching a movie with them. Or again, like if they ever are in a mood to want to like, we have a, a, not a big playroom. It's a pretty small playroom, but it's at least enough space where if they want to like 
bring the bat and some softer like balls downstairs. We can play baseball and that's super fun or any sort of catch because it's an easy thing to do. But when they start getting into these like, hey, let's do let's I'm going to be this car and then you're going to be that car. And now we're going to chase them and I have to like crawl on the floor. It's just Mm -hmm. just the opposite of a good time to me. And I'm hoping, so that was my question to you of like, does this get better soon? So you think I've got about three years until the oldest is more fun to be around. And I mean, obviously there are, I mean, there are some gender differences. I mean, girls are, I had two girls and uh, they got a little more, you know, they weren't always trying to kill each other. I know boys have that. We, we need to, we need to kill you. Yep. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I just think it's it's just a matter of time. Just gotta let them let them get older, let those brains grow, and let you know that sense of self like develop a little bit. I think that's really you just gotta have patience, man. Patience and a you know a good supply of quality beer sitting in the fridge when eight one eight oh one rolls around. I believe it was William Rose who first said, "Just a little patience." He's right. Just a little. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little patience. W Axel, yeah. always right. All right, well that makes me feel better. You're right. I just gotta. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna push through this. I'm gonna push through mm-hmm. it. I'm gonna Claw survive. Through. Shoulder uh, the wheel. Yep. Yep. That's how we do it. Um, mm-hmm. That's all I had. We uh, cool. we talked for way longer than I thought we would, Stu. This was great. We did a good job. The Cool Guys Podcast delivers yet again. We do our best. All right. Well, that's uh, that'll do it for this week. Let's hope the other two are back next week. Uh, until then, be good and uh, see you later. Peace out. Okay. Stop. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.